0: Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston.
1: And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight, we're going to discuss the topic of ascended thinking and what that means and different different ways to think yeah. from a higher perspective. And that's what ascended thinking means, is is going to a broader view where you see more of the picture.
0: Yeah and our planet is uh, beginning to found an ascended civilization upon itself Mm -hmm. and partly that will be due to people following a mayan calendar it
1: really does take you out of the current perspective of time which maybe we can get into more a little later Mm -hmm. but today's for how the tone four is the i can do it myself tone is what i call it it's the self-existing tone and the tribe is one of enlightenment. So today is a very good day to take your enlightenment, your ascended thought and to put it into your own hands and ground it in your life with the tone 4. And of course guided by the warrior it's just incredible because that is about finding your balance between intuition and intellect. And
0: the warrior always questions authority. Well that's what a warrior actually means. The modern warrior would never question authority.
1: Well, we're our own authority. Yeah, so that's that we can't would be one of the major ourselves. points. Yeah. I remember one time we were driving on this this particular highway, and traffic in this area can be really nuts at times. And so I did not want to sit in there. And there was one of those turnarounds,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: started to do it and it said, "Authorized vehicles only." So I stopped, and Neville says, "Well, authorize yourself." Yeah. And then I got to thinking, we have so many things that are authorized by so-and-so and such-and-such that we're bred from an early age to think that we're not our own authority figures, that there's a bank. If it's not our parents giving us money, then it's the bank or the paycheck, our employers, our priests. There's some other authority figure in the physical reality some that's not us. Yeah. So we don't even look for us. We don't even look to ourselves to become our own authority. And it's been my theory for a long time. It's not so much diets that make you lose weight. It's the gaining authority over yourself and gaining back your power of choice that makes you do that by being able to say what it is you eat or do not eat.
0: That's very well put. And we've said for years on this show, we've asked people to recognize that there is one authority figure on this planet. And who is that? Come on, who?
1: My grandson.
0: You, you are the only authority figure there is, because even if you are about to be executed, it is you that gives the orders to your legs to stand up, walk into the execution chamber. You are the only authority figure there is, period. Now, we're going to be staging the dullest Toll Road Rebellion. Please, please get in touch. Because there's no way I'm I'm accepting this being $12 (laughs) for me to drive to where I can go.
1: Yeah, well what you do is you ascend above it and you just take a helicopter and (laughs) you can't do anything. But that's like a metaphor of ascended thinking, Yeah. tangling with something or ascending above it. Absolutely. I had on my monitor for many years, Great, it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. And it really is true. You can feel your vibrational frequency shift as you discuss those three facets of reality. And everything can be conquered or understood or metabolized by going to the idea level. For instance, I had a boss one time. She really got into these nitpicky things, like if someone was wearing certain shoes after certain times a year never been my forte um, but she knew exactly what one was supposed to be wearing and apparently some lady was wearing a cocktail dress instead of a business dress and she was really upset about that and I thought well if I fight her if I resist her I just become a target and if I talk and join her then I feel like I'm doing something that's not authentic to me so I thought of Eleanor Roosevelt's quote and I moved it up to the highest level and I just responded by saying, isn't that interesting that we can wear anything we want now? This is the only time in history where you see the gamut of tuxedos to bikinis and I- everything in between. And see how right then I just got you thinking about our dress attire I've, and we I've got I've out of mm-hmm. that, that tangle.
0: I've never felt comfortable in a bikini.
1: I've never felt comfortable with you in a bikini either. So. Uh, it works that uh, At way. least we all agree. Now,
0: we have made a great difference with this program. We've, over the years, introduced so many things to so many people. Uh, Back when uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when we were just starting to become more conscious than we had been, uh, you could have a very good game by asking a person, what percent of your life do you create? And 30 years ago, you would get answers like 72 percent. I don't know where they got these numbers, 64%. I create 64% of my life. I create 11% of my life, I think I heard one time. Okay. now, I don't believe there's anyone out there, and I don't, that doesn't recognize that they create 100% of their life. Okay. so now the new question, the new thing, the new game to play is, what percent of the time do you recognize that you create 100% of your life?
1: <laughs> that's a good that's the new game.
0: And certainly call in with now 11% of the time, I recognize that I create my own life, which I think is on a par average, but at least you can get everyone to say, I create my life. You could not do that 30 years ago. You could not get well, people to say that.
1: That's very true. And one thing I've observed with the law of attraction stuff Is that people also feel like they're taking their self criticisms into their spirituality yeah oh i'm creating my life it's not going the way i wish there must be something wrong with me as a creator i'm going to beat myself up the best way for you to be able to pull yourself to a higher floor in your own consciousness is to ask what is the blessing in this Mm -hmm. AND THEN JUST BY ASKING THAT QUESTION, IT ELEVATES YOU. THINK OF THE LAST TIME SOMETHING HAPPENED WHERE PEOPLE WERE rude TO YOU HERE OR THERE, AND BY YOU SAYING, WHY DOES EVERYBODY ALWAYS DO THIS TO ME? I MEAN, WE'VE ALL BEEN STUCK IN THAT. WE'VE ALL GOTTEN THERE, AND IT'S JUST A MATTER OF HOW QUICK YOU GET OUT OF IT. IF YOU SAY, WELL, WHAT'S THE BLESSING IN THIS? Mm -hmm. IT COMPLETELY REFRAMES YOUR WHOLE PERSPECTIVE. And you can even feel the EM field that emanates out of your brain going around you. It shifts and changes. And that's how we change and create our reality, is by changing that frequency that comes out of our head.
0: Um, Absolutely agreed. And so we are, we the human race, we are progressing. We are becoming more conscious. Now, I believe that we can look at anything that's happened in our life 10 years ago or before, and recognize very clearly that that was completely on my side. That was not an automobile accident. That was me desiring a new car. I never would have gotten the new car had it not been for the accident. Therefore, that accident was completely on my side or artificial leg or whatever happened in the accident. But you can recognize that everything that happens is on your side. If you can do it immediately rather than having to wait the decade, If you can do it immediately, recognize that it's on your side, then you can actually use the word evolution, because evolution does not occur until you recognize it as on your side. And so one of the the biggest gnomes there is, one of the biggest, most positive attributes that we can exhibit is adaptation. And so, even if that event just got you to adapt to it, well, then it's totally on your side, because adaptation and evolution are synonyms.
1: I agree with that. And w- one little note to insert here oh. is that even if you're not finding your uh, blessing, let's say, even mm-hmm. even if you don't find, oh, it it was a good thing that I lost this this key because then I didn't get I didn't drive the car and then I wasn't in. Uh, in the middle of that traffic jam or whatever that may be you don't have to find anything it's just in the in the idea of asking the question what is the blessing fundamentally we have two choices in how we view the world one is I am safe within the safe within the universe Mm -hmm. and the other is I live in a safe universe you've heard me say this a million times they sound very similar But if you say, I'm safe within the universe, that means that somewhere along the line, you have to build up walls to keep out the part that's unsafe. And then if you say, I live in a safe universe, then everything that happens to you must be safe. And that's the place, that's the perspective that we would all serve ourselves well to to climb to, to get to that place, to say it's safe. And you can't live in a safe universe if your neighbor has the power to get in your head and drive you crazy. Or if someone at work has the ability to cause you to get emotionally reactive, then you're not living in a safe universe. So just orient yourself back.
0: Yeah, and uh, and as this program goes into the future, more and more of this stuff. And as this in this show in particular, we're kind of looking back at precedents set, which is a very good one. We have safe... set a lot of precedents yeah. over the years, and they're starting to become common knowledge. And Um, they get copied out into other venues, which is a very good thing to have happen, because more and more and more and more people can recognize that the world is a safe place. Reincarnation may be involved, but there is no question that you're safe. There never has been a soul destroyed. Mm -hmm. It's just never been done. You may have taken a time out (laughs) on the other side. (laughs) You may have had a whole so bunch great of angels work you. huge cosmic chair
1: and think about what you've done.
0: <laughs> yeah, you may have had a lot of beings refurbish you, reinitialize you, uh, because you got that far off from the median. But nonetheless, they've never had to take anybody apart, not in the entire history of the universe. So no matter what, we're moving forward. We just want to do it a little bit more dramatically at this point, and so this is our review of this sort of thing. And another thing that's been put down by us is that there's more than one correct answer. There was a, a teacher in, I think, Idaho, I think Idaho, Iowa, I'm not certain a Midwestern state who was fired for teaching children that there were other things besides four that two plus two equaled. He was fired for that. when. Yeah. When, as far as I know, he was teaching people that two plus two is nine minus five, but they just couldn't comp, it, it just wouldn't fit. There's only four, that's the only answer. And the eyes get big and the head spins around and smoke comes out of the yeah. ears and the guy gets fired.
1: Well, that's how people feel safe. They, they build a w- walls with the around one, them with the right answer. And
0: right, now, the, uh, to me, that's an unbelievable flag because when you get the right answer, then you stop thinking. And Mm -hmm. stop thinking is just such an amazingly huge semaphore for my brain to produce. It stopped my thinking. What was it, Drano? It stopped my thinking. I got the correct answer and I stopped thinking. People cannot seem to stop thinking. Do the meditation where you simply breathe and you don't have another thought. And how long does that last? How long? Not very long, right?
1: When I first met you, you had taken a thing of Drano and put Brano on it. Yes. you remember that?
0: I do. I still have that somewhere. And
1: your crops are. I'm
0: waiting for an innocent child to find it. So.
1: <laughs> you mean but, our cats.
0: Yeah, or the cats, whatever we've got. No,
1: no, but that is true. Yeah. That is true.
0: The more than one correct answer.
1: Well, uh, another way to look at that is, I might have even mentioned this last week about the coffee cup i was noting one day that i looked at the coffee cup on the table the handles on the right i can prove it i can take pictures but the person sitting across from me the handles on the left they can prove it they can take pictures that alone helped me to metabolize the idea that there is more than one right answer and the face it the cause of all war number one it exists in the past and it's a dispute over having one right answer if we could just change that one thought on this planet and we're going into our 12th year before long of us saying this message and our messages every single week for 12 over like almost 12 years and with your other show many more years than that that if one, if anybody just gets one thing that would be the thing to get that would there's create there's more than peace one correct on answer Earth
0: right yeah, there yeah yeah and there is it it is simply the truth there are in fact an infinite number of correct answers yeah. so the average human being is walking around bipolar with the two possible templates, the right one and the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And they just place this over everything it's like all the time. like putting good marble,
1: bad marble, good. Yeah. Everything becomes and, an evaluation. And you
0: spend your entire incarnation doing that, and then you reincarnate, and then you spend another entire incarnation doing that, and again, and again, and again. So at some point, and that is very much black and white thinking, meaning mm-hmm. um, bipolar thinking, one or the other. So we're here very vested in the idea of shifting to trinity thinking, shifting to thinking in color. It's not right or it's wrong, it just is. Not just this, just is. We've done this many times on the show, this concept of changing the way in which we think so that we can actually breathe and do something on the planet. So in stepping into the higher paradigms and stepping into the advanced civilization we're building, one of the things that simply got to go is guilt, because guilt prevents thinking. Uh, In fact, guilt is an absolute opposition to thinking. Well,
1: you're you're right. That is another topic (coughs) that we have discussed for a very long time. I think ever since we started doing the show together. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'd like to clarify for those that might be new listeners We're not talking about guilt, okay, I took a cookie out of a cookie jar, yes, I'm guilty. We're talking about guilt consciousness that is a way for a governing body of whatever nature to control us by making us police ourselves with guilt and beat ourselves up by feeling our guilt. And it keeps us from doing things rather than creating a consciousness that sees the validity in not doing something. For instance, for me to take your crystal waveform generator which is very nice and it's very tempting now for me to not take that by me saying oh there's rules he will have me arrested if I take it that's like what we do with children but then we grow up and we become conscious and then we say that's not mine that I did not make that that does not belong to me it belongs to him and then I don't take it out of a higher consciousness but it seems like a lot of us still operate as children, not in the fun, playful, expansive ways, but in that very restrictive thinking way, by by still following rules out of fear of something else, rather than out of love for following whatever that rule is.
0: Yeah, and it's time for us to change, entering into the non-money paradigm, entering into a world in which each of us has the opportunity to reach human potential which we do not at this point Uh, much 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 of the world simply uh, isn't being fed so your entire human potential is finding something to eat which isn't anything like human potential it you know it it could be so much more and it has been uh, guilt and greed and fear that has kept us and to enter into the advanced civilization that we've been talking about for so very long, we do away with guilt, we do away with money, we do away with um, uh, that there's more than one correct answer, we do away with the way we think now.
1: It's essential.
0: Yeah, and then the new thinking that will just automatically take the place, there's more than one correct answer. Um, We've said so many times on this show that fear is merely missing information. I know this sounds like a Jeopardy thing. What is fear? What is missing information? But we use the example if you're in a a car and you're driving towards a brick wall and you have no idea of steering wheel and you have no idea of brake, then you're you're fearful. However, if you do know about brakes and you do know about steering wheels, that's merely information (coughs) that you're driving towards a brick wall. Mm-hmm. So this idea of doing away with fear as the thing that gets people to well, obey rules instead of think, yeah, this is what we're about. Well,
1: people, people have, have just gotten ridiculous with the fear. It, it became a moneymaker after 2001, after certain events in New York. It became the hottest selling thing. Let's see how I can make you afraid, and then let yeah. me see how I can get you to pay me
2: to because take away afraid. some of
1: that fear for you. When we are afraid, we are stone asleep, and we're not really seeing what's going on. We're reacting, and we're running to, from something. If you could look at your life and reformat it as, I would like to run towards something, mm-hmm. walk towards something, be pulled through love instead of pushed through fear. If you can just change that, that's one more thing, that your whole life would be completely different. Run, instead of running from fear, walk toward love and be pulled by love. It's a completely different Exactly, concept. yeah. moving
0: towards or away that is the question and
1: and we've presented many many different techniques over the years of how to banish fear out of your life Mm -hmm. but one that i would like to put forth if that's all right right now sure um because i think it fits in with the conversation we're having and it's something that came to me many years ago because i noted that men man men and women but uh, man makes things complicated god makes things simple you've probably heard me say this a million times too God makes things simple, or whatever your view of God the universe is, man makes things complicated. And that's okay, we love our puzzles. I like making complex things too. But when I forget that I'm making it complex, that's when things go down dead-end streets that we may not want to be there uh, after dark, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because it is really back stepping back to simplicity. If you feel your life is falling apart, that you're depressed, things haven't gone your way, that you're stressed out all the time. Take a step back, how can I get back to simplicity? Because your life will tell you when you wander too far from it. And one of the beautiful things about holistic health and energetic healing is that we get out of the complexity of the AMA where the mind is attempting to solve things it's not equipped to solve, and it's doing it less and less intuitively. And people are dying, over 300,000 people a year die through medical treatment as a direct result. I have a number of members of my family that have died that way. And I see it everywhere. Okay, so then we come in with this beautiful energetic healing and it's so simple and it's about allowing this healing to happen because our bodies naturally move toward healing. But now everybody is developing all these int- these uh, healing techniques that get increasingly more complicated where you have to say this and do this. It's our nature, but just become aware and simplify. Take a step back. What can you cut out? What can you simplify? Yeah.
0: When um, uh, Sekim first became apparent, at least to me as an individual, I have not gone near any other healing technique because I recognize Sekim to be it. I mean, that's it. It's very simply you conduct this energy from the universe through the the ee mm-hmm. I believe that's the person who has big heels. Um, and that's it, there's nothing, and, and now we've got um, stand on your head quantum touch, be struck by lightning.com and his band. You know, and, and just please go away, just stop this, just stop it, you, you Reiki fine, just do that and quit fooling around. This well, whole thing is, drive, is, is just not necessary. Well, and I agree
1: with that. I feel Sakeem is the energy that pulls all things together. And then there's an energy that pulls it apart, and they're both useful. And that is a good thing. And we're going to be doing that at the Serpent Mound, by the way. I just wanted to mention that. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, the What and were you teachings. saying about I simplicity and complexity?
0: I don't remember. I did want to s- comment uh, several lines ago that Benjamin Franklin had said there's a phone call. Benjamin Franklin had said um, the person that gives up freedom for safety gets neither one mm-hmm. and I think that's the accurate quote for, security. Total.
1: for security for security freedom for security
0: neither. gets neither one and every human being in the world could have that tattooed on them and then we could go forward into an advanced civilization because all pe- all we ever watch people do the the $12 toll we're going to be paying to drive to get. We're not
1: going to be paying that. So just don't project that.
0: I'm just saying. Everybody will drive the back roads. Yeah, they will. No, yeah.
1: It, it's not going to happen. I'm just, I, it was just a point, uh, point
0: I'm just flat out saying drive the toll road. Just don't do that. Don't okay. pay it. All right. All right.
1: Anybody well, we, that oh, wants to call. get.
0: Yeah. Hi, caller, what's your name, please?
3: Um, yes, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hi.
0: What, what can, can we, we do t- for you?
3: Um, yes, um, I have a question regarding intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been meditating more and trying to understand my intuition a lot more. I hear it kind of telling me things and seeing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought in one way I was seeing one thing, and then today I got this message, which is interesting that here I flip the channel on and see this show I've never seen before, and you might be able to answer my question. Um, and then I get the question, this, intuition today that I am like wrong or I, like, I don't know. So how do I know...
1: Which is it, right? Like what, how to which trust is it? Right,
3: yeah, how to trust well, it. Another is synchronicity. Is something I want versus something that just is more of a... Right.
1: Um, what's another interesting thing here is I was teaching a psychic development class this afternoon and this subject came up so yet even more synchronicities and that's when you know you're walking toward what makes you feel larger. And this is another thing, ascended thinking. I had a very similar type of uh, debate going on in my head many years ago. And I went into a meditation and I heard that if it makes you feel larger, you walk toward it. If it makes you feel smaller, you walk away. And you don't question that because it's different for everyone. Now what happens when we go to do that, to walk toward our intuition, we are confronted with that wall. Ever since we were born, we have been measured either it's with stars when we're in kindergarten, or then it turns into A's and F's, or it turns into uh, evaluations at work, that we're constantly being critiqued and measured. And so we develop a thick skin to that, um, or we develop an armor, rather, to that, and so we start critiquing ourselves to prevent us from being judged by others. And so we have this huge critic in our head. So your instincts are telling you which way to go, and your doubt is saying, uh-uh, that might be wrong, you'll look like a fool, you better not trust yourself. And it's just a matter of time. And how I unified that for myself is that I know I can hear my intuition whether I believe it or not.
0: Well, oh, that's very good. Okay, okay, now I want to, um, I have some thoughts that I'd like to provide sure. on this subject in particular. When we are in the unknown situation, we immediately know what to do and then less than a nanosecond later, we doubt. Okay, <laughs> now, to, yes, okay, That's now a, to you're look at,
3: Yeah, you're right.
0: Okay, now to look at that, it is our feelings that tell us what to do that are correct, our that feelings. That
1: makes you feel larger, walk toward it.
0: Okay, and another word for our feelings is our imagination, and I'm not to be misunderstood here. Okay, now, our left brain, our life, the way we've been raised is to doubt. We are taught to doubt more often than anything else in our life, yeah, I think. to
3: rationalize, not be intuitive.
0: Yes, okay. So, if you want to move forward from the question you've asked, you're going to have to actually believe in you. Give me the odds. What do you think? Uh, Can you believe in you?
3: Do I believe in me? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, today, I would say a little bit less than I
0: did the last. So the answer you know, is
3: no.
1: So well, but remember that's your doubt yes. coming up. Yeah,
0: I know. And that's what well, I was. I had, Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, what happens is our doubt comes up because love brings out anything unlike love, so that it may be healed. So when your doubt comes up, it's just coming up so that you can see it and release it. It's not coming up to say, ha, 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 I'm here and I'm never going to leave. So even if you doubted yourself and it looked like you made a wrong decision based on that, you love the whole process and say, thank you, my friend Doubt, for showing me that you exist within my life. Now, what do I, what can I do and not We have
0: the authority to make the choice about this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the word if, And that is what's killing you there. In other words, I've got this intuition. If it's correct, say goodbye. You're with me?
3: Yes, I'm still here.
0: So the word if. If. If takes a decision away.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
0: If you know what I mean. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
0: Do you still know what I mean?
3: Yeah, if if I say that I don't, like, that this isn't going to happen... Then so I'm it's
0: all based on if. See, this is an incorrect pivot we are that's driven into our heads our whole life. The word if takes your power from you.
3: Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: If and you know and
1: also I mean. the fear of being wrong is behind everything that we don't trust. <laughs> so if you can clear the fear of being wrong, you if won't even really be in the vocabulary in that context because if is a way to make ourselves have an escape route in case we're wrong. Do you see what I mean? It's like yeah. a pause Yeah, I do.
3: Bec- I, so if I it's okay to be wrong,
1: that. then...
3: It's the, I feel this, but if I were to tell somebody, I feel it,
1: Yes. it's yes.
3: that, oh my God, they yes. wouldn't believe me, or how could that be, or or what if I am wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to look like you're crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, i got to say, I've worked probably thousands of people through psychic developments, here, and, and this is something very common with yeah, everybody, yeah. that it's a matter, and I say it over and over, and I stress it in every single class and every single way, you cannot be attached to being right or wrong. As a matter of fact, I had a dream where I was standing in front of two elevators. One elevator, there was a, ga- you know, how the floor and the cab, a car, elevator car are different, mm-hmm. and, the, and I started to get on, I said, no, I think that's going to crash. So I had a spirit guide next to me. And I said, I'm going to move, and they go, well, go ahead and move if you don't trust getting on there. So I got on the other elevator, and I said, can I go back and check and see if that elevator crashed? And the guide said, no, because you cannot take magic into the world of logic. It can't live there. You have to trust, and your validation will come later. And I had a whole series of things in the wake time that yeah. validated that. You just have to trust, and, it, and you can only do that if you get rid of the attachment to right and wrong.
0: Okay. So if the elevator crashed, if yeah. IF, if the elevator crashed. Okay, so we're in the unknown situation. We immediately know what to do. And then a nanosecond later, we doubt. Mm-hmm. And we are very prone to believe the doubt. And that's why we, I'm totally amazed that a human being can walk facing forward, considering that is the way the mind works.
1: Well, it's because um, if we doubt, then we can take care uh we can, we can get a jump on any danger coming to us, is what the logic in the brain is try- yeah, attempting to do. I guess come from a different So if you place. get rid of the fear, then the brain doesn't feel it has to protect through doubt. Yeah. It's been my experience. So we're not saying two different things, we're just saying complementary things.
0: Yeah, yeah, more than one correct answer, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So if our caller can just recognize yeah. your knowing, instead of recognize um, you're not knowing. I appreciate
3: that. I mean, I have become unbelievably intuitive, and it's kind of scary to me of things that I'm...
0: Wait, if it's unbelievably, am I supposed to believe it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's...
0: Believably?
3: It it is, and it's very... Oh, good, um,
0: good, now I know.
3: It's very good, but um, something I've never experienced before, so it's kind of blows me away. Oh, but you've
0: experienced it. You just haven't been able to tag it and bring it into your life. You experience it every time anything happens. You experience immediately knowing and then immediately doubting. Yeah. Okay. So let's just
1: Well, knowing is instantaneous. Doubting takes faculty, mental faculty, so that's why it's always longer. And that's how you know. And it's
0: the difference between the head and the heart. Mm -hmm. Your heart intuitively knows, and then your head seems to have been assigned to mess with it.
1: No, it's just here to protect us in physical reality and protect us based on the beliefs that we fed into it. And so that's where our power lies, is to alter those beliefs and know that it's a safe universe. And then we, we don't do that anymore. It beats fighting and resisting it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, brilliant question. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, no, very no,
3: thank, thank you very much Aww. for helping me to feel more comfortable in um, how, like I say, these things that are coming at me more and more um, and things that I'm seeing in my life that didn't have before and to understand that it's okay and to understand. It, what's going on. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to figure out what the messages are saying. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but, but all that comes in time. And just it, remember that there's no finish line and there's no race, even though it's, we're called the human race. There really okay. isn't a race and there's nowhere we have to be and we have all of eternity. So just relax and enjoy the ride, really. And, yeah, and we air Thursday nights at uh, 8.30 in the D.C. area. So if if somebody's, if you're watching this on the internet, from wherever, you can still call in, and you can check out our reruns if you're watching this on TV. So Mm -hmm. go to telepathictv.com. We've got hundreds of shows in the archives, and you can also listen to us on iTunes.
0: And we'd love to hear from you again. Please call in. Yes, what a great
1: call. We'd love to.
0: Because we'd like, yeah, it's very stimulating. So by all means, call in. We'll have, uh, uh, our whole point here is thinking in an ascended way, Mm -hmm. thinking above Uh, the fear and the turmoil that uh, many of us are involved in and uh, getting a a clarity of picture for us and then basing our life on clarity instead of chaos is basically what this program is about. Mm -hmm. So the idea of stepping up to the higher realms, this is what we're talking about. And we are moving into the advanced civilization and probably our grandchildren will live in a world that we would not really imagine uh, the way it is right now, where people were still using money, where people still built vehicles that, that fell apart, where people still believed in war, where people still ate that food, you know, etc. <laughs> you know although the food way back in time may have been uh, better, but yeah. let's leave food out of it and just uh, Uh, the idea that we are creating the advanced civilization. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen, and no matter who you are and no matter how you intend to resist it, it will wash over you. It is the way the future is unfolding. And could we all just act like that instead of the way we act, which would be poor even for a Shakespeare actor. You know, the way in which we act is Never quite what it could be.
1: Well, you know, th- speaking of poor, uh, that, that word, poor. I, I would like to mention, I've said this on the show before, that one of the downsides to the many upsides of people getting and grasping those books that skim the surface of creating our reality, mm. law of attraction, that sort of thing, What we've done is we've taken a lot of our yang, stressful workplace energy into our spirituality, which used to be a refuge of peace and calm and and being in the moment. But now it's about, I have to manifest a million dollars. So and so over here that I bought this book from manifested a million dollars in 10 minutes and this person manifested the dream job, dot, dot, dot. And we're losing sight of, of the billions, the infinite things that we came here to experience. And we have wealth that's measured in far many more ways than money. We have a wealth of time. How many people out there have enough money but you are very poverty-stricken in time or very poverty-stricken with family time or with creating something? That Start budgeting your time differently and don't go so much for the next new car and go for real-life experiences because... You can take your experiences and the wisdom you gained from them in all the other dimensional realities you will travel, but you cannot take your car. It's going to be sitting rusting in the driveway. It's not bad. The car is okay for you to have the car. Have whatever you would love. But it is not more important than you and your experiences. That is the most valuable thing that you can have. And that's free. You can do it right now. So less time thinking about how little money you have and more time thinking about how rich you really are and you'll see the quality of life will shift massively.
0: Yeah, and to get you started on this path, which is a very good path to be on, ask yourself and do answer this, what is it you would love to do? Or for that matter and more accurately, what is it you would love to be? Okay, and that's a thought stopper right there and kind of the point of this particular broadcast was these higher thoughts that we've been speaking of for simply eons these higher thoughts some of which have become commonplace like what percent of your life do you create uh, everyone I get back a pretty high count of everyone going oh I create the whole thing all right yeah for sure and then the joke being what percent of the time do you recognize that mm-hmm. because that is not anywhere close to hundred percent that you recognize you're doing this and, whole thing. And to
1: not put all this criteria about you manifesting or creating this means you're successful and you not doing it means you're a failure. And just get those two words and throw them, throw yep. them out in some way. I, it's far better. Right now we measure our, our happiness by how successful we are. Mm-hmm. I feel that we could reverse that and measure our happiness Our success by how happy we are.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And
1: start doing that. Say, Mm -hmm. what makes me happy? Sometimes getting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and going on a drive in the country on Sunday and sitting under a tree and just watching the robin as it walks in front of you. That's real. That is real stuff. And it's here and it's available to all of us. And we could be very grateful for that opportunity to do that start looking at that wealth that you have around you. And it's not a matter of settling for that. Oh, I'll settle for going for a ride with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead of having my yacht. No, money is one vehicle that can take you to happiness, but it's not happiness. And it's only one of many, many, many vehicles that can take you to happiness. And happiness really is within you. So don't Mm -hmm. get wrapped up in any vehicle.
0: Yeah.
1: Even if that's a relationship.
0: This is power. This is real power Mm -hmm. to think of things differently than the way you think of them. That is very definitely a definition of power. And love is another definition of power. So if you actually get to recognize what it is you love, you are imminently powerful. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you're behind guaranteed. I mean, have you seen the ad where the guy goes, He's just got his new TV, and he sees a truck across the street delivering a 4D TV, <laughs> and the daughter goes, dumbhead, or whatever the daughter says to him, and his entire life crashes, and he, shortly thereafter, I don't know what he does, but nothing pleasant. You know, so this entire idea, you're never going to get ahead of tech. They're, they're going to put out the new thing, guaranteed. What? My dad still did carbon paper typewriter, from the same <laughs> typewriter I used in high school. He was still writing letters on Yep. Uh, uh, for the next 40 years. And we, we were going to buy him a computer, but he wouldn't, no, don't, don't, it's all we could do to give him a, a cordless telephone.
1: Although he did let me give him a tour of Excel one time and he was impressed, but.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't going to switch no. off. But it's okay. You, uh, the idea is you're being happy. You're being loving. That's the idea. Exactly. The idea is not, I've mastered the um, um, iPod 7 trillion. Well, i got to you say, know, it's, that, come
1: on. you've brought up a really interesting point because just the technology has gotten people into these insecure pockets yeah. of, oh, no, I don't know how to do the computer. It's, it's almost as if there's another language being spoken out there in the media. And I have um, thought about holding free introductory computer classes for people because as you know I'm a former techno geek by vocation I'm an IT person and I still am I always will be and I used to train I'd go into companies to help get them technology in the company but there were people that didn't know and they were so intimidated so I would hold very introductory type things just to explain how computers work it's not that mysterious but it is used Economically, I think this fear of not knowing, again, like we were t- talking about Part earlier with the psychic fear. development, if yeah. we fear failure, we are controllable on every single level. You have to work on fear mm-hmm. and, and this idea that somehow we're wrong or we're bad. And I hear here a duck. Here so it's so the duck. Okay. So we will.
0: No duck? Yeah. There we go. There's our there duck, Danieler. Okay. okay. Here it All righty.
1: And then we will draw an angel card. And I got grace. <clears throat> being in a state of grace is being in balance, neither resisting nor furthering. It's just being and allowing. Okay, thank you.
0: And I got the word light. <laughs> light's an interesting choice of words to be presented with. There's some great physicists... Nice wink, Max. Some great physicist has said that no matter how fast light moves, darkness is there waiting for it. Yeah. And the Anastasi, a uh, very ancient civilization, actually more ancient than people give it credit for, worshipped darkness as God, because darkness is permanent and light is temporary.
1: And that light has to have a source, and darkness is its source.
0: Right. So, uh, but in the 21st century superstitious mind, If you say darkness is a good thing, people just, yeah, yeah, they scream and they're off. Well, that's that's
1: all living in that that whole camp that there are safe things within the universe, meaning unsafe. And we have a call. So,
0: light and dark. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello?
1: Hi. You're on the air. And uh, turn your. Hi. What can we do for you today?
2: I just wanted a reading. Well, let me tell you that your show is great. Aw, thank and you. I enjoy a lot.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much, and thanks mm-hmm. for calling. I'd be most happy to. I've, first thing, just when I heard your voice, I, I felt like new birth, new life around you. So if it's not something on a material plane, it might be time to um, open up to new, new creations. Okay, the first card we get is consciousness, and this is almost exactly what we are talking about tonight. The power of happiness and life and death, literally everything in our life is where we place our consciousness, what floor of the building do we want to perceive through. And I feel you have a lot of consciousness. And the sorrow card does not mean sorrow is in your life right now or anything like that. What it does mean is that you've been through a lot, you've been through a lot of things, and if you look up here, in this deck the clouds represent our thoughts and these thoughts appear as blinds meaning that you can't see where you're going and that they're parting and then there's a blue sky so hard times are over whatever you have been going through allow yourself to just say i'm done with that and it's over and i feel very strongly that it is in this intensity card further Uh, illustrates my point that you can do anything that you put your mind to and all you have to do is focus your attention and if we have our perception focus on one thing with that pinpoint accuracy with no doubt it will happen immediately like a miracle so lots of good things coming Mm -hmm. okay thank you
0: and we have another caller okay no so we, our program has been the idea of getting us to recognize just the amount of progress that we as the human race mm-hmm. have made, and we have our next caller. So just realize that. And hi, caller, what's your name, please?
2: Hi, this is Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Oh. What's hi. You both look well tonight. Well, thank, thank you. you. You sound well. Oh, well, I'm only 7%, Neville. Oh. Yeah, I've lost, I'm oh. not the captain of my ship. I'm 83 years old and I got problems. My grandchildren have problems, my son has problems and I enjoy what you're saying and I'm trying. Uh, I'd like my granddaughter was to go to Atlanta to a reunion. She couldn't go, so instead she helped a male friend lift a 300 pound radiator off the back of his truck. It fell on her, she broke her foot. Oh. And now a tree fell over in front of her house, and there was no storm. So she said, Gammy, what's going on with me? And my son's been out of work for two years, so how can I be? Uh...
1: Well, I think it's <sighs> to not look at necessarily the appearances. Uh-huh. But, and, and just by asking what's the blessing, it pulls you to a higher place. By saying this all happened to me, it's literally putting you downhill from it. Mm -hmm. So just by saying, well, some part of me, I may not be aware of it, my consciousness may not be able to tap into that, but some part of me created this for my own good. I can look for the reason why or I can uh, allow it to unfold. The validation will come later, just trust and the validation will come. But if you just ask that question, you'll go to a higher place. And maybe her being here, breaking her foot was as opposed to her going on a trip somewhere and something worse happening. I mean, we never know. We never know what it is.
0: Okay. First of all, the word problem. Could mm-hmm. you please use the word symptom? Okay. okay. Okay, so we have all these symptoms. Okay, your daughter has the symptom of thinking that she can lift 300 pounds,
1: okay? <laughs> I was thinking that now, too. <laughs> that is a
0: symptom of not knowing anything about <laughs> reality <laughs> that's also the idea that she has to take care of what's his name
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay now if we'll he hadn't up. been there he would have found some dude the two of them would have lifted the thing and put it down and there would have been zero issue okay so the idea of the tree falling over okay um, plant a new tree, by the way. All of the houses that I've ever seen that have had the tree removed from the front lawn. The, 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 the life family, force is different. Yeah, the family moves out as a general rule. Just plant a new tree there, just for the sake of generations to come, if for no other reason. But replace the tree. Trees come and go, it's the nature of them. They take a while about it, but they come and go. So we wanna put a new tree in there immediately. Buy her a tree go to some tree place, purchase a tree, have it delivered, have some guy install the new tree, and then there, that's all gone, okay? So if you look at a world, see the word problem slams the door shut. Mm
1: -hmm. The, The
0: word symptom allows you to begin an analysis that never would have begun with the word problem. Okay. Okay. We I mean, love not you, admonishing. Eleanor. I'm, I'm just saying, this is.
1: Yeah, we love you, Eleanor. It's so, always so lovely to hear from you. Is yeah. there anything else? Well, Neville,
2: I wanted to tell you, talking about things that help. I remember when I used to work, and I drive to work, and you would say, when the traffic's heavy or people are being rude on the road, go to the side of your mouth and go, shh, shh, and boy, it worked.
0: Okay. Do you remember Excellent. that, Neville? Yeah?
2: Saying that? Uh huh. Mm-hmm well uh, mary if you have time i'm worried about my son He hasn't worked in cleveland ohio for over two years and two small children i don't know what's going to happen with him and of course that's worrying me as well as him yeah so if you could do a reading okay. for bruce i'd
1: appreciate it okay. thank you mary and sure
0: Never. oh you're welcome thanks okay. for, and we love well, to hear from you call in again yeah
1: we always love to hear from yeah. you absolutely uh we love callers uh, well, <laughs> Something occurred to me just when you said his name, Bruce. I was seeing something about steel, and I'm not sure if that's talking about an armor or whatever. But when I look at this first card, the conditioning, it shows a lion who's been told his whole life he's a sheep, and he attempted to live his life that way, but it never works. That thing falls off. It's like those bra straps that keep falling down. It's just very uncomfortable. And well,
0: I can't stand it. It's really
1: irritating. You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, anyway. That's kind of what I felt. He was living in whatever job he had two years ago was not for him, but some part of his mind thinks that that's what he has to do. And so he doesn't want it so bad. He's putting on a brake and he's calling it at the same time, and all that does is burn out your brakes and, ga- and use up your gas. And so for him to really see who he is, he's the king of the jungle. Once he does that, I feel like there's gonna be a big shift and a big change and almost like a move is in order and that things are going to improve but he's really got to change that fundamental belief in himself and we we get those beliefs out of our heads that say we have to suffer and we have to work hard and life is difficult the final card the aloneness it, he, he's feeling very alone because he hasn't been able to connect with work and again that self-judgment like i was saying all all night tonight is the biggest crippler that we have and he is judging himself. Every day that goes by, he's saying, look, you're bad. I'm just going to nail more nails into, into my coffin, so to speak, about my ability to get a job. For him to get out of the box of what he thought he was and become who he really is is yeah. the key.
0: And I would add to that that this is a case of the have to. And a have to is always a bully. So if you say to him, you don't have to get a job, then he can get it. Because the way it is, he has to do uh, exactly. it. Exactly, I agree. As you and were then saying, he's in that resistance gas that, and brake at yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. So just set him free, okay. and then he'll find his job.
1: Uh, real quick, before we do that call, I just wanted to mention that that we're do- doing the trip to the Serpent Mound on the 10th through the 13th of June, and there's still room if people wanted to sign up. Oh, this is going to be fun. i put all kinds of activities within that for a very mm-hmm. reasonable um, thing yeah. to come. And it's going to be two days spent at the Mound. We're going to get healings with Native American Medicine Man. Sakeem will Sekeem. be practiced. In Sakeem initiation, and you're going to um, get a tune-up, and there are releasing the past and creating your future um, and all kinds of ceremonies. So anyway, we have another call.
0: Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, this is Edith.
0: Hi, Edith. Edith hi.
3: How are hi, you? How you? Good. How are you doing? Great, thanks.
0: What, what can we do for you?
3: I was just calling for a quick reading.
1: Sure. Thanks a lot. Sure. Pleasure. Okay, first card is experiencing when we get to know ourselves and we're not living in that fear of being wrong and judged and critiqued and everything We become in this state of grace, much like the card I pulled earlier from the duck, and we're just experiencing things. And experiencing always happens in the moment. It's not about yesterday or tomorrow. And when we're in that frame of mind, we can move through the waters of our life and actually be able to see that we designed the riverbed, so the water's flowing in our own grand design. All we have to do is ascend high enough to align with the part of us that is aware of what we design. And this is co- you're entering into a very peaceful time in your life. There's been some tumultuous things and, and everything, but you're entering into that peace. And the aloneness is not loneliness. It's a- akin to the hermit card in the regular deck. And it's about going inside and really seeing who you are and being comfortable with who you are and not to the place where you feel like you are harmonizing in any way with another person, or not harmonizing, but being tied to another person.
0: Mm -hmm. So thank uh, you,
1: Edith. Yeah,
0: and we're gonna be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle here shortly if you're out and about, and it's Thursday night, if it's not Thursday night.
1: Oh, and if you'd like to come and be in the studio audience, we rarely announce that, but you're always welcome to come. It's not a huge studio, but we can always fit people in here. It's a lot of fun, and then go mm-hmm. to the restaurant after. And
0: the uh, volunteer for crew is something we can always use mm-hmm. as well. If mm-hmm. you are a member of FPA and would like to uh, get mm-hmm. some time in, because you can trade your time volunteering in exchange for classes here. FPA is a wonderful non-money paradigm. You, you, um, well, there's
1: money. in some. There's now, small
0: amounts of money. But still, nothing compared to Well, thanks money.
1: to Cox Cable, yeah. um, there was a lot of PA. Yeah, so FPA, so. so okay. uh,
0: all of the above. And let me see what else is going on, because I know. Oh, the Serpent now is going to be such a good time. i, I
1: got to tell you, we have such a sacred time. A lot of the time is spent outside. We have a pavilion that we sit mm-hmm. in, and maybe Ross Hamilton will be there. And, and uh, if, uh, we have picnic, and just do all kinds of ceremony. And, and if someone games.
0: said, we're going to take you to a sacred place and engineer your upgrade. Well, you would jump at that, right? I mean, anyone would. That's kind of what we're looking for as a group. And that's exactly what but, but the you know Serpent Mound journey is.
1: Both Saikim and the Serpent Mound is something that it really speaks to you. or it does, You know what I mean? It calls to you. Yes. You're called. But I know they're giving us the uh, almost out of time. Is signed. that what that was? I yeah. thought he was upset about. Thought, that. Or he's praying to me. Which is it, Rick? <laughs> it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. And please tune in every Thursday night at eight thirty Eastern Time. We re-air here on Channel Ten
0: at and seven
1: a.m. on Friday on and ten thirty, and on Saturday, and anytime on your computer. tv.com. Mm-hmm.